Hey friends, I hope you're having a wonderful day. This podcast episode in particular is an invitation into my mind. February is Black History Month here in the United States. Some people hate it. A famous Morgan Freeman interview insists that we should stop talking about it. Some hate it for different reasons, giving black people the shortest month of the year. Some people just love it and spend this whole month dogging white people, which I feel defeats the whole purpose. Now, I've changed my perspective on it a lot, and now I'm in the position where I just feel a lot of appreciation. That most of black people's time in America has been moving from one source of oppression to another, but in spite of that, many demonstrated courage, strength, love, creativity, and faithfulness. Some of the people very critical of Black History Month couldn't differentiate the difference between Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth, couldn't care less about Richard Allen, scoff at Booker T. Washington, ignore all sorts of contributions made by black people to a country that did not appreciate them. Every person I just listed were Christians and had to battle each day to forgive, to love their neighbors, to live lives of character even while they were treated like animals. I admire their faith and their courage. This month gives us an opportunity to learn from the past and go forward from where we are to a better future. But I've had this tension in my life that I've been dealing with for the last few years. I don't want people to listen to me as a preacher or anything simply because I'm black. I believe in the transcendental truth of Christ down to my very core, and that is what matters most. So does that mean that I should take simply a colorblind approach? Should I never bring up race at all? Should it never be considered? I know many who insist I shouldn't think about it. It shouldn't be a factor. Even for a little while, I thought that. But today I want to talk about why I don't think that way anymore. I pray that you give me grace if you disagree with me. And I hope from my heart for Jesus and his church comes across in this whole episode. So I want to talk through this a little bit. The first thing to consider is that I believe God created me with a purpose. I've heard Psalm 139 my whole life. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. I believe that to be true more each and every day. Does that mean that I should ignore the skin that God knit together? A verse that some find funny, I've actually found quite comforting. In Song of Songs, chapter 1 and verse 5, the woman says, I am very dark or black and lovely or beautiful, depending on translation. In context, she in the song doesn't want to be looked down upon because she works out in the field, which means that she's going to have a darker tan. But nonetheless, he, the man, finds her lovely. I don't believe God ever makes junk. So in my life, when he has closed doors or when he has not given me the things I thought I needed, he was pointing me in the direction of preaching. And many black Americans view Christianity as a religion of white supremacy, of slave masters, and of Klansmen. Perhaps part of my duty is telling them that those who use Christ's name to justify their bigotry were actually acting in the absolute opposition of Jesus' commands to love one's neighbor. Peter's recognition in Acts 10 that God shows no partiality, and James' rebuke in James 2 that prejudice in the church is not to be accepted. That they need to stop seeing Jesus as simply a weapon, but instead as their Lord, 
who saves them from sin that corrupts the body. So many black people feel hopeless and lost. And I think that white preachers can help with this effort too. I'm not excluding them. But it doesn't hurt to have someone who feels the same way they do about a lot of what's happened in American culture. It doesn't hurt to have someone who felt a very similar way to them when they saw George Floyd dying in the middle of the street. Again, there was a time where I felt a shame around my skin, worried about how others thought about me. I had to ask if other people's parents would accept me as a friend, as being their friend, or accept me when I was getting into dating life. And when you have to embrace rejection on all of those fronts, it can get very difficult, but I bring these reminders to my mind about God and his treatment of me, that I'm made in his image, that I'm wonderfully made, and that I am beautiful. And I want to give all people that reminder and that hope. The second thing that I've been considering as I think about this is that the church still struggles with racist attitudes and just racism in general. A couple of episodes ago, I referred to forgiving people in my past, particularly at college. My college was actually the first time in my entire schooling career that I was a minority. I didn't know how different that would be. My peers didn't really know how to handle me and treat me. And so for four years, I had to hear jokes that attacked me day after day. I had to hear the N-word. I'd never use it, but I heard it basically on a daily basis, sometimes directed at me, oftentimes not. Now again, these were young people learning how to live, and they need the same type of grace that I need. I just wonder about what these kids were taught growing up. Did everything that their parents informed them about just leave their minds as they went off to college? A Christian man that I saw in the midst of 2020 was saying that black people were more predisposed to sin. And if I came and preached to his congregation, would he listen to a single word that I said? People keep telling me that I talk white. Is that not an unfair stereotype that assumes that my color is an indication of my speech? I feel a need to hide my joy or my anger because other Christians have just seen me as either a very loud black guy or perhaps a potentially angry black man. And lots of times when I've spoken out against racism as a sin, as a moral evil, against the precepts of Christ, I'm seen as some sort of politician, when that's not at all my motivation. Now, this can be discouraging when I think about it, but I also want to mention that things have obviously improved tremendously. Thanks be to God. During Martin Luther King's time, he commented that 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning was the most segregated hour in America, and that's just unbelievable to think about. Fortunately, I've had the opportunity to attend congregations with very rich diversity. I was invited back to that very college specifically to talk about race, both in chapel and on a panel. One of the best nights of my college career was when I just expressed my frustration as kind of four years of pain came out. And my friends just sat there and listened and comforted me. And there was so much pain that was alleviated just because people heard me out and it felt like for the first time in forever. My wife is white, and while there's that natural toughness of combining family cultures, they've welcomed me in, and that's meant a lot to me. That shows that progress has been made, and by God's grace, we can all cry out with one voice about the greatness of our God. 
The third thing to consider is a desire to project empathy from the pulpit. One of the things I underestimated when I began preaching is the emotional toll it takes on you. You pour out your heart before God and before other people, and it just, it hurts sometimes. But from pulpits, both in my tradition and outside, it feels like there can be a loss of empathy. That when a guy gets in the pulpit, it's just, listen to me, no one else gets to be heard or thought about. If you disagree with the Black Lives Matter organization, which I do, you never touch on it unless it is to condemn them. It's not used as an opportunity to reinforce what God has actually talked about when it comes to people and the equality that he's brought us all. There is no point to really reconciliation or hope or any of that. But shouldn't that be what being a part of a church is about? Drawing closer to God, reconciling all of us to him and to one another? finding peace in a world of division, teaching us to show compassion, to be peacemakers, to live holy and righteous lives in the pattern of our Savior. I think I can speak to that. And I'd love to empower more young black men to be in a pulpit, not for power, not for control, not to push a diversity quota, but because the love of God compels them to be of service to God and to his people. I don't want to see our preachers full of knowledge, but with zero love. Now, again, this isn't an exclusive black-only trait. It would be asinine to assert that. I just know in my case, I try my best to speak healing and restoration in Christ as the only way to truly heal, whether it be from racism or anything else. I want to quickly acknowledge that I know this perspective won't sit well with everybody. I can hear an argument specifically from something like 2 Corinthians 5, where Paul says that we no longer consider each other according to the flesh, about perhaps being colorblind, or I don't have a racist bone in my body. But here's the thing. God made us different. And so when we embrace our differences and use them for his glory and his kingdom, that's what it's all about. That's the beauty of the gospel. One of my favorite passages comes from Revelation chapter 7. Starting in verse 9, it says, After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. He said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and will serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. These verses talk about the unity of those who are washed in the blood of the Lamb. People of all tribes and tongues and languages saying the same thing 
Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. My goal in preaching is to help people to follow the Lamb wherever He goes, to give people that same hope. In a lot of ways, black people in our country feel lost and oppressed, alienated, filled with trauma, ongoing cycles of addiction and abuse. In Christ, they are loved and valued, and there's so much more. There is this eternal hope. And if I can appeal to them with good news, a good king who will wipe away every tear from their eyes, I'm proud to serve in that way. God wove us together, skin color and all, so that we love him and that we love one another. Where we can all serve God in our own way, in our place, with our gifts, all of that is important. I am most proud of my title as Christian, follower of my King. And so I will be all things to all men in his service. I pray that you will too. If you have any feedback or further questions about this, I'd love to talk to you more about it. But I hope this helps you see things from my perspective and encourages you. Have a blessed week. Do good wherever you are. God bless.